If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hey, babe, what you got there? This is a check from Carvana. I just sold my car to them. I went online and Carvana gave me an offer right away. Then they just picked up the car and gave me this. Well, that's a big check. Well, obviously you could put this towards your next car, or we could finally get that jacuzzi, or I could start taking tuba lessons, or I could quit my job and write my memoir. Or I can put it towards my next car with Carvana. Sorry, your check, not mine. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in. New episode, Music is Love Language. I'm your host, Clint Coley, a.k.a. Let's just get this shit started. Let's just get it started. We don't even need, you know, the AKAs, I like saying them, but I realize if this is your first time hearing this podcast, you don't know what that means. It's no point. Let's move on. Let's start the podcast. Before we do, real quick, just got a few announcements. I got a run of shows in December in the following cities. I'm doing Clint Coley and Friends in the following cities. December 4th, I'm going to be in New York City, New York. December 8th, I'm going to be in Rosemont, Illinois. Now, Chicago, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's Rosemont. We're going to be at the Zanies in Rosemont, all right? And then December 20th, going to be in Philadelphia. Clint Coley and Friends, ticket links in the, in the description of this episode. Make sure y'all come out. Make sure y'all come see me. All right, let's start. This episode is a Nas album review. This episode, I'm going to start this off and let y'all know this is a Nas album review. Now, before I actually get to the album review, here's what I want to say first. What Nas and Hit Boy are currently doing, as a matter of fact, you know what? I'm not even going to focus on what Hit Boy is doing. We already knew that he made great beats. I don't, I didn't know that it was possible for a rapper in his 40s, in his 40s, to be better than he was in his prime. We are literally, we're literally, Nas and Tom Brady are one and the same. We are literally watching this man probably at his best as he gets, as he gets older. And, and I understand this. You're supposed to get better with age when you're supposed to get better with time. But let's be honest, all right? Hip-hop is a young man's game. Hip-hop is usually for guys in their 20s, you know, mid, mid, late 20s, 30s even. But guys in their 40s ain't supposed to be doing shit like this. And that's what, to me, makes what we're getting ready to talk about on this album so remarkable. It's the fact that Nas literally might be the best rapper he's ever been at age 47 or something like that. I don't know how old you are, but I know you in your late 40s, my guy. You're in your late 40s. I know you ain't you're in your late 40s. And it's beautiful music. Like this album that I'm getting ready to cover, I'm going to talk about King's Disease 3. But it's literally like Yo, I don't even know which one is better out of the, you know, it's hard. It's not an easy conversation to say which of these albums is better. 
it's not easy. KD1, KD2, Magic, we don't know. That's how good this shit is. Let's start with the album. Now, I'm going to be going track by track with this album. And I'm going to let you know how I feel about each song track by track. And then after that, I'm going to give you my grade for this album. I'm going to start giving, when I start doing album reviews, I'm going to start giving this a letter grade. Because that should tell me, that should tell me really where this album is either is or where it's headed. There's an A plus album, means it's flawless. There's A albums, meaning, you know, you got like a 96, 98, 90, 96, 95. Then there's like an A minus album. You got a 90, 91. Any album from A minus to A should be in the classic era. It should be in the classic range. If the album is a B plus a B or a B minus, it can't be, you can't be classic with a B minus. You can't be classic with a B album. B plus, we, you, we might, you, you, we gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta compare and contrast. But only B plus albums and above should be considered classics. Then there's C, C minus, C plus. We already know those, that's the mediocre albums. And then we go into D and F. But y'all know how letter grades work. So let's go. The first song on the album is, if I'm not, is Ghetto Reporter. And in this song, I don't, it's not a dreams and nightmares intro, you know, everybody knows, you know, dreams and nightmare, probably one of the best intros to an album, but then again, the album wasn't all that either, you know what I mean, like the intro was, was impeccable, um, this intro gets me, or gets the audience ready for what we're about to hear, this intro, the ghetto report, this intro he says on again. He's and, and and you know I I hinted at this and uh, maybe a few minutes ago on the podcast. But this first track, he's sitting there saying. He says two things that really stuck out to me. He says niggas is arguing KD one, KD two, or Magic. Which one go hard the hardest? And he's saying KD three go harder than all of them. He's calling that out on the first on the first track of the on the first track of the album. And I'm going to be honest with you, the motherfucker not lying. So he's telling you like, yo, niggas is arguing, you know, KD1, KD2, Magic. Nah, dog, KD3 go harder than all of them. And then the second thing he said in this out, in this, in this, in this, uh, on this track, I believe is he said, yo, you know, I want fans, you know, he's like, when I'm, when I'm done with this, I want fans in their 60s. I want fans in their 50s. But I also want fans that are 16. Like that's 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 the trajectory that he's on. That he's 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 found the time. Like like it's time. He's found the time. Like I, I, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Let's keep talking. Let's keep talking. Let's go to number two. Number two is legit. Now, what I I'm a, and you know I, I you know I I don't know if I could get in trouble and I'm talking away from the mic right now. I don't know if I could get in trouble, but I'm gonna just play some of the joints 
as we're going, right? Now, legit, what I love about this track is, is that this song, this track has a crazy ass sample. This sample is crazy as shit. Here we go. You already, as soon as you hear the sample, you'll be able to. The sample crazy. Come on, man. He got the he got the Eddie Kane sample. Now, I mean, look, just because it's a it's a it's a sample doesn't mean that the track is hot. But um, Hit Boy Hit Boy did his thing on this beat. Nas just had all he had to do was just ride the beat, and that's it. But Hit Boy was in his bag with this joint. Hit Boy with the song legit. Hit Boy was in his bag. Like literally, Hit Boy had to have been listening. Like on the song legit when he and I don't I don't know. Maybe this is how how he decided to come up with this beat. But I'm pretty sure Hit Boy was probably watching the five heartbeats. And you know when Eddie Kane starts, you know, he comes in, he, oh, and then the girl is in this, and then the jaw, she's squirming and shit. Maybe Hit Boy started squirming like, oh, I need to make a beat. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry, I'm cracking myself up. But no, he, he probably was squirming in his seat too. She making this, she making, she making, you know, he making, Eddie Kane, oh, and she's, yeah, ooh, yeah. I feel like Hit Boy was doing that when he heard this and saying, you know what? Oh, I could sample this. This about to be dope. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's what I think. That's what I think happened. This joint right here, and real quick, just to, you know, if we doing letter grades, we also, you know, on the tracks, you know, this is correct, this is wrong. So right now, currently, Nas, you know, is two for two on this album. The intro was dope. Legit was dope. Both dope in their own rights when it comes to beats. Both dope when it comes comes right with lyrics. Like, so far, Nas and Hit Boy, two for two. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Let's keep going. Number three is Thun. Now, my favorite thing about Thun is, to me, this is a hardcore New York track like this this the thun the song thun reminds me of 1997 new york like like here we go let me just that and here's what i like He's rapping. He's rapping, rapping. 
And and you know, there's a quote on this song that I really like. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it verbatim, if y'all don't mind. Right? Um, let me see what he says. He says, um, my favorite, this is my favorite part on the album. My favorite, this is my, one of my favorite lines on the song. He says, no beef or rivals, they playing ether on titles, on title. Brothers can do anything when they decide to. In a Range Rover, dissected bars from Takeover. Sometimes I text Hover like, nigga, this shit ain't over. Laughing. Yeah. I would be listening. You know what, Nas? I, I like you, man. But I would be listening to Takeover too and saying the same thing. Yeah, dog, this shit ain't over. Let me tell you something. And we're going to go back to 2001. I am a Nas fan. I am a Nas fan. But if I'm calling it how I see it and I'm calling it objectively, Nas won the battle. But the Takeover is a better song. I still play Takeover more than I play Ether. Yeah, I, I know. And Ether was serious. Fuck Jay-Z, you know? Compared to Beans You Whack, Foxy Got You Hot Cause You Got Her Face In Your Cause You Got Your Face In Her Puss, But You Thirt You. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, that's what I loved about the battle. They said some funny shit. And either my man said, Foxy got you hot because you kept your face in a puss. What you think you getting girls now because of your looks? Negro, please. <laughs> Negro, please. That shit is funny. But on the takeover, Jesus Christ, man, Jay-Z was, I ain't gonna lie. We look back at that now and say, okay, Nas did his thing and Nas really, you know, he, he, he held his own. But, dog, TakeOver was a serious diss record. Again, I'm telling y'all, to me, Nas won the battle, but the TakeOver is a better song. Better beat. You know, doom, 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 doom. Come on, dog. And then Jay-Z is, is breaking down Nas's career and giving him a, a four albums in 10 years, nigga, I could divide. There's one every mm, two, two of them things was due. One was, he saying it was written was ass. <laughs> nah, the other was Illmatic. That's a one hot song every 10 year average. And nigga, that's lame. Jesus. I ain't gonna lie. As a Nas fan, I remember hearing that track and I was like, this ain't good. It's like, I never get hearing it and my homies like, yo, you gotta, you gotta hear this. And I was like, this ain't good. Now, I remember when Ether came out too and I remember like, I was like, oh shit, get him, Nas. Mm, get him. But yeah, Nas, you absolutely should be in your Range Rover listening to the takeover saying this shit ain't over. I feel you. Like, you won, but my man, you need to, yeah, like, shit. <laughs> Jay-Z said some disrespectful shit on that junk. That's just my opinion. But that's, you know, the song Thun was a great, was a great, um, the song Thun was a great, like, you know, him making references like that are, you know, really shows to the maturity, you know, that Nas has. You know, like, there's nothing better than when goats salute goats. I love that. When goats salute goats, it's always a good thing to see. Like, it's always good to see, you know, and I think that we should be doing this more often. 
You know, I love seeing, you know, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock getting on stage together. Like, there should be more of that in, in comedy and in, in rap and R&B. Like, I would love to see two of your favorite, like, acts, two or three, just go on the road together and do shows together. But the problem is we can't do that because everybody want to be the man. Everybody want to be that person. And it's like, nah, man, like sometimes you're clicking up and just doing something for the culture is, a, is more important than trying to be the man. Like, yo, if Nas and Jay-Z really went on a fucking tour together, like just like give us, give us, give us a small tour. It don't got to be like Madison Square Garden type shit. Like give us some, some intimate, like get back to hip hop, yo. And like, and if Nas and Jay-Z only perform like, you know, no hits, man, B cuts only. Like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, throwing shit out there. But sometimes, like, I mean, I remember when Nas, and I'm, again, I'm just really focusing on that thun line because he's just talking about not him and Jay-Z, and we remember how crazy that beef was. But also, like, remember when black Republicans came out on uh, Hip Hop Was Dead, we were all like, or at least hip hop fans, we like, oh shit, Jay-Z and Nas on the track together? And mind you, this was maybe five years after Ether. We like, oh shit, Jay and Nas on the track together? I remember when Nas, I think he signed with Def Jam. We were like, oh, oh. So, that's all, man. It, I think it was good. I think it was cool. Nas, and by the way, Nas is three for three on King's Disease 2. Let's keep going. Number four is Michael and Quincy. And the song speaks for itself. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to look y'all dead in your eye when I say this. I'm going to look y'all dead in the eye when I say this. Nas and Hit Boy got a song called Michael and Quincy. I'm going to tell you this right now. Nas and Hit Boy are absolutely in the same league as Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones with what they're doing on this album run right here from KD1 to KD3 with Magic in the Mix. They are absolutely Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones. Y'all can call me crazy. Y'all can say, ah, ah, ah. No, these motherfuckers don't miss. When you don't miss, you can, you, you up the... I, Listen, the only thing they don't have, I mean, yeah, they don't got a whole bunch of Grammys in their arms. We, we get it. We get it. I understand that. But the music is so potent. Nas and Hip Boy are allowed to call themselves Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones. And let's really dive into that, to that, into that, into that, that comparison real quick. Do y'all remember? Let's go back in music history. Let's go back. Do y'all remember where they both were in their careers at the time when Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones started working together? Do y'all remember? Let me refresh your memory. In the 1970s, at that time, before we, this is before the, the taping of The Wiz, Quincy Jones was already a bona fide legend. Quincy Jones had already composed and written and like Quincy Jones was already that guy in the mid 70s. He was already that guy. His space and music history was already cemented before he even knew or before him and Michael Jackson even thought about doing anything remotely to off the wall thriller and bad. Michael Jackson, on the other hand, in the mid 70s. 
was coming off of turmoil, not turmoil. I don't want to use that word, but but coming off of, you know, he's he's thinking about going solo. He's ready to leave the Jackson 5, and he wants to show the world what he can do. Quincy Jones was like, young man, I got you. And the rest is history. And I say all I have to say is that Nas has already been considered one of the greatest rappers of all time before he even got with Hit Boy. Before the year 2010, we'll just say before the year 2010. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Nas was already considered one of the greatest rappers of all time. If you ask a whole bunch of people, you ask a lot of a lot of people, depending on where they're from, who's in their top five, a lot of times you can hear Jay, Nas, blah, 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 blah. Yes, we know you down south niggas don't fuck with Nas. We don't care. <laughs> All right? We, we don't care. Just like you know we don't, there's certain niggas y'all like that we don't like. Like, yeah, bro, you're not going to look me in my eye and tell me Project Pack is that guy. I'm sorry. You're just not. I like him, but he's not the GOAT. That's neither here nor there. The point I'm making is, is that Nas getting with Hit Boy again. Hit Boy's my age. And I'm pretty sure it's a dream come true for Hit Boy to be like, oh shit, I'm working with one of the I'm work like not to say that he's never worked with goats. I mean, don't forget he did niggas in Paris and blah, 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 blah. But like to really lean in and do an album with do multiple albums with Nas. It's like, wow. And then also, you know, I've learned this too. When a lot of older cats, a lot of older cats. You know, when, when they get up there in their careers, they like hanging around younger guys. And when I say hanging around them, I mean grooming the next generation of what could be. Like, let me tell you something, man. Like, D.L. Hughley, man, it was an honor going on the road with him. And I felt like part of me, you know, being on the road with him kept him young. You know, we not, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm a different flavor than what you, what you, what you used to. You know, he had he had his guys and he had older cats that were not older cats, but guys that was closer to his age and understood the same thing that he understood and blah, 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 blah. And here you are me. I'm the same age as DL's kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm the same age as DL's kids. Well, kid. Well, his oldest. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, same age. And that and and to me, that 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 having somebody like that on the road, it keeps you young. It, to me, it does. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's what I feel about Michael. Like this, this, this his hip boy and Nas combination and also them comparing themselves to Michael and Quincy. But outside of all of that, the track is fire. They're four for four. The next song is 30. Not a big fan of the song 30. I'm not going to lie to you. It don't suck. And if you don't skip it, I wouldn't be mad. A hardcore hip-hop fan wouldn't wouldn't skip this. But I'm going to be honest with you, y'all. For me, I just don't like the beat that much. I'm just going to be honest. I don't like the beat. I, I, I And that's just, that's just, sometimes I can, I can make, I can part ways with it. But that beat don't make me do nothing. I don't skip the song, but I wouldn't be mad if you did skip the song. I wouldn't be mad if you skipped. So that's number that's number five. I'm gonna go. They were four for four. Then we get the number. Then we get the number five. What the song is called? Thirty. 
I'm going to say Nas at that point is four for five. That is his first miss, in my opinion. In my opinion. Let's go to number, uh, let's go to number six. Number six is called Hood to Hood. No fancy title with the name because he's really just shouting out different hoods. But the beat goes hard. And then a lot of things he's saying on it. Let's just, the beat. Beat though. Come on, man. And then he about to start talking shit. They ain't teach saving ain't teach saving money to young niggas. No, they didn't. This is what I like about this song, too. And this is what I like about the evolution of Nas. For me, right now, the reason why I think I'm connecting with Nas so much is because it's like your older brother, right? If you in your 30s, your mid-30s, late 30s, Nas is like your older brother. He's like your older cousin who's giving you game. And then what you need to do is with that game, you got to pass that down to the younger generation when they come of age. Nas right now is the perfect old head. Nas is the perfect old head. I'm not saying you old, Esco. I'm saying this though, to me, you were you 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 were old head. You the OG. You somebody we look up to. You remember in the song Store Run on King's Disease 2, nigga, I go to the store for Nas. Nas like, yo, man, it's about rank. I'm testing you. I own the store. I'm, if Nas asked me to go to the store for him, I'm going to the store for him. That's your old head. You go to the store for your old head, man. Bottom line, you go to the store for your old head. You young niggas don't know about that. You know? That's what I like about this track. Beat hard, great lyrics. He's back, he's, he's, he's back in my good graces. And I'm going to tell you all this. Starting from number six, before I'm going to just foreshadow it. Start from number six, and we get to about number 14. That is the, this is the bulk of the album. This is where the album shines the best. This is where y'all going to be like, oh my God. So yes, six through 14, I'm, I'm just brace yourself. It's, it's a, this is the, this is the part of the album that's my favorite. All right. We're going to go to number seven. So right now, currently Nas is five for six. We're going to go to number seven. Let's talk about Recession Proof. Recession Proof is, it reminds, Recession Proof gives me like, like, Recession Proof gives me vibes of like, y'all remember when Nas made the song The Thief's Theme? Like, it was on, I think it was on the, the Hip Hop Is Dead album. He had the song The Thief's Theme. And it basically, the song is The Thief's Theme comes from a line in, uh, whose world the world is yours where he says thieves theme play me a night they won't act right you know you know exactly the point I'm making is, is that um recession proof reminds me of like a a 70s like it's got that first of all it's got that 70s baseline right it got that 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 uh thank you for letting me be my that like it has that baseline boom doom 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 that's what it that's what it gives me and it feels like a robbery track. That's why I said the Thieves team. I know that's hard to... Let me just play it real quick. It's the beat right here. 
That's what it reminds me. It just. Speed. That's what I'm saying. Like that's I love, I love, and you know what I love about this album? That it's telling a story. You know what I'm saying? Like Nas is really going back into his his bag and or his, his storytelling bag and really just talking about, you know, like what 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 it was like for him growing up and how it paralyzed how it parallels to today. I love this track. I love this track. I love this track. It's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. You know? Probably one of my favorite songs on the album. Recession Proof, yes. Not close, hands down. Love this track. That's number seven. Currently, Nas is six for seven on this album. Currently, six for seven. But yeah, it just gives me it gives me that 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 seventies like you know like it gives me like that. This song could definitely be like in a in a getaway chase. You know what I'm saying? Like the niggas in the seventies rob a bank. Like if Co- if Cochise and them robbed the bank, like I could hear like the getaway song. Do 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 Like I could hear it being this. So really, real quick, if y'all like I, I, if y'all like 70s cinema or whatever, Cochise from Cooley High, he goes, he gets in the getaway. They him, preach, Puda, whoever. They steal, they steal from from some shit in Chicago, and then they in the getaway car in a in a in a in a in an Oldsmobile with this. Anyway, all right. Number eight, I am going to tell you that number eight is called Reminisce and number eight objectively might be the best song on the album. Um, This is probably the best sample that Hit Boy does where he samples um, Mary J. Blige and uh, you hear her saying, you remind me, you know, like that. that's one of my, you know, what's the 411 days, Mary? Um, and it's so interesting to hear Mary be sampled these days because it's like, damn, you remember these songs like when they were fresh and they were new and they were came, and they just came out. And don't forget, like, you know, I think YG Toxic samples Mary J. Blige Be Happy, but people forget, like, that is a sam- that song is a sample from Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's wild, but let me just, you know, reminisce is beautiful. And he's just talking on this record, too. He's talking. I mean, he ain't, I mean, he's talking. He's talking that talk. Here we go. It's a beautiful, and then, wait a minute. As I'm talking... Just listen to the first bar. First bar. Right here. I didn't have to die for them to call me the great one. 
didn't take a couple albums. They've been saying it since day one. Where's the lie at? Where is the lie? Where's the lie? I ain't heard it. Where's the lie? He ain't dead. Nope. Nas is alive and well. Looking 35. And 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 we have been saying Nas is the greatest or one of the greatest rappers since Illmatic. He has been like let's be let's be clear. He has been in everybody's top five. Not everybody. He's been in a lot of people's top five since Illmatic. Can we agree with that? As a matter of fact, I'm going to go on a limb and say this. This four album run right now by Nas. So we talking since 2019 with King's Disease 1. I can look you in the eye and tell you that Nas is a top 10 rapper today Nas is a top with what he's doing Nas currently if we're talking about the best rappers out right now who's currently doing music why is Nas not in the top 10 or the top 5 you give me a reason why he's not besides that bullshit that Mr. 21 Savage had to say which I know was probably taken out of context a little bit but that's neither here nor there just keep his name out your mouth I'm asking you, why isn't, why, if, listen, with this four album run, we talking King's Disease 1, King's Disease 2, Magic, and King's Disease 3, why is Nas not considered one of the best rappers out right now? Currently, if we talking the best rappers right now, he should be in the mix. He's up there with, with whoever you like. Today, in my opinion. Today. As of November, you know, 21st, 22nd, whenever you listen to this, and you know, and down the road, Nas at this moment in time in 2022 is one of the best rappers out. How can he not be? How are you putting out this much heat and you're not considered the best? I, I, somebody look, somebody look me in the eye and give me a reason why he's not. I'm listening. I'm listening. And look, I'm objective. I'm objective. But if you're telling me this man is four for four and him and Hip Boy is not missed, and it ain't just because of Hip Boy's beats, it's literally the rhymes that he's packing to on top of that. Why is he not a top 10 or top five rapper today? I need answers. I want them. I'm waiting. If you're watching this podcast, which I hope you do, man, you got to you, you maybe you're you missing out on some gems, man. Just letting you know that you're missing out on some gems. But let's keep going. We're going to go to number nine. Number nine is the serious interlude. The serious interlude is a beautiful record because it's Nas reminiscing about a time when he was messing with a cougar. Fellas, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember the first time you were cooged? Do you remember your best cougar? Every man in his life growing up or when you come of age, you got to get you a thorough ass cougar. And what I mean by thorough ass cougar is this is the criteria. When I was 24-ish years old, 
I was messing with a woman that's 43. She had a house. She didn't want nothing from me but laughs and penis. She had snacks. She gave the best hugs. The Cougar's the first one to ever wipe you down, fellas. Shout out to my boy, Bo and Isaiah. The Cougar's the first one to wipe you down. Fellas, do you remember your first Cougar? I'll never forget. It was Miss Adrian. Shout out to Miss Adrian. Yes, sir. (laughs) Your first Cougar. But that's what the serious interlude is about. It's about the first time you got, about by the time he got cook. He said, he in the, in the serious interlude, Nas said the chick he was messing with looked like Sheila E. Nas, the cougar you was messing with looked like Sheila E? Sheila E? First of all, it's 20, there's never been a moment in history where Sheila E wasn't fine. First of all, let's start here too. But outside of Sheila E being fine, Sheila E, top five drummer of all time, male or female, is her, Quest Love, Anderson Pack, and y'all pick the rest. Sheila E is top five drummers all time, B. But outside of that, when has when has there been a moment in time when Sheila E wasn't fine? I'll wait. Sheila E been fine. Sheila E going to always be fine. Sheila E going to be fine until the end of time. There's not, Sheila, if you telling me your cougar look like Sheila E, I can see why you get wrapped up. <coughs> Sheila E? Man, listen. <laughs> listen. It's a beautiful record, though. It's a beautiful record. I'm about to throw it on for a second. Listen to what he's talking about. Beautiful song. look like Sheila E. What she seeing me, she look like Sheila E. Yeah, nigga, I'd ask the same question. <laughs> she look like Sheila E. <laughs> anyway, that's a beautiful song. And this is the only song on the album that has a that has an interlude. I mean not an interlude, I'm sorry, that has a um a feature. The serious interlude on King's Disease 3 is the only song with a feature and it features Mario. It features Mario. You know who we should be shouting out for that? Nigga, shout out to Versus. I'm not saying that we wasn't thinking about Mario before he watched Omarion, but I'm going to tell you this. He wasn't at the top of my mind. I'm, I'm just being honest. Before Versus, Mario was not at the top of my mind at all. But he got on Versus and made the most of that shit. This is what happens. You are now in hip-hop history. We're telling the story of hip-hop. We're going to talk about King's Disease 1 through King's Disease 3. 
we got Mario. He's the only he's the only feature on this. Speaking of features, Nas on this album, King's Disease 3, I only wish if you really got if you really back in that bag, I want an AZ, I want an AZ feature. Nas for all the Nas fans out there. Nasir, I'm looking for it. I want an AZ feature. I want an AZ feature. You and you and AZ was you and Hit Boy before you and Hit Boy. I ain't never heard a corny song with Nas and AZ on it. If it's if Nas and AZ is on the same track, the shit is fire. I mean, we could go down the list. Phone tap, you know, fast life. Well, actually, I, just, I think AZ's on the hook, but Coogee rap. Ooh, boy. And then Nas, come on. I got guns from Italy, Oak Trees considerably. Anyway, okay. The Flyers. The, uh, 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 Life's a Bitch. You know what I mean? I want, I want a track with Nas and AZ where AZ gets on the track and says, you know, you know what I need him to say. Hey, you know what I mean? You know when? What, what we do? Uh, the watch this go to wifey. Because we spinning them Jacksons. <laughs> anyway, I'm a Nas fan. All right, let's go to number 10. I'm on fire. It's a dope song. I'm on fire is a good song. I, it took me, it grew on me. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like it at the first. It grew on me. And basically the reason why I like the song is this is Nas talking his shit. This is Nas saying straight up like, yo, man, I've been getting calls that I'm on fire lately. You ain't lying, motherfucker. You are on fire. So I'll give you that right now. Nas is that's uh, I'm on fire is number ten. So right now Nas is uh, nine for ten. Uh, number eleven is WTF SMH. I like I like the beat. I like what he's talking about on the song. Y'all really need to listen to that. Like he's really like you know letting these young brothers know, man. Come on, bro. Let's let's get it together. You got to tighten up. So ten for eleven. Once a man. Twice a Child, that's number 12. That's a beautiful song, too. Again, you 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 know you know Nas is going to get in this deep bag. You know in every album Nas is going to have some type of lesson or something he's trying to teach, but he's finally doing it over good beats. You know what I'm saying? WTF, SMH, and Once a Man, Twice a Child, very good songs. Again, Nas in his teaching bag, but he's doing it over really dope beats. Um... Then we're going to come to number 13. So right now, Nas is 11 for 12 on this album, in my opinion. I'm going to go to number 13, which is called Get Light. Get Light is a beautiful... I can see myself driving down, you know, the BQE in New York City. You know what I'm saying? I can see myself driving on the BQE, windows down, everything going... You know what I mean? And just listening to this track. This is a summer New York joint. Like, I love this. This shit fire. I double my digits. It's a beautiful, and then like to me, like what I love about this beat and what it makes it so New York, in my opinion, is the 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 horn in the background. Like 
don't know about y'all, man, but summer nights are made for the horns, yo. Like a beautiful horn on a summer night is is different, yo. It's different. I miss the summertime already. I know we in November, we get into the holiday season, but damn, yo, the summer, like, whew, summer nights is, is where it's at. Summer nights is where it's at. So I love that. I love this record, man. Definitely. That, this is a nostalgia record. Do you know what I'm saying? This is a nostalgia record for sure. One of my favorite things that he says on the album, hold on, wait a minute, um, uh, that I like, or on this song that I like, hold on, I'm a, uh, he says, uh, we used to play ball when girl, he said when we, on this song, this is what makes it nostalgic. He said, we used to play ball. When girls watched, we played smoother. I had to try to be like Mike, a cool three-point shooter. Couldn't be the loser taking Gatorade from the cooler. Well, nigga, what? <laughs> Couldn't be the loser taking Gatorade from the cooler. First of all, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question for the summertime. Do young girls still watch young guys on the basketball court today? Like, ladies, do girl do do your daughters, we talking 16, 17, 18, 19, whatever, are they still going to the park and watching guys play ball? Because I'm going to tell you this right now. My name Clint Coley. I suck in basketball. But you best believe if a girl that I like was watching, yo, my man, you got to give me the ball. You got to, my, my friends, Malik, Mo, you got to give me the ball. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to be coming down the court doing this, but I need to score a basket and then come down the court and then look at her. Ladies, do y'all still go to the courts? That's what I need to know. Is that a thing? In the summertime, are you still going to the basketball courts to check out the guys? If you are, let me know. I want I want that for my daughter. I want that for my daughter. I hope y'all say yes. I would love for my daughter. If my daughter says, I'm like, yo, yo, where you going? And then she's like, I'm going to the basketball court. And I'll be like, yeah, I want that for you. I want that for you. I want that for you. You deserve, like, if she's getting good grades in school, my daughter deserves to go to the basketball basketball court. And she get, you, yeah, you can flirt with somebody. I want that. that that's, that's part of growing up. And then, like, when I was at the basketball course, too, we was, we was respectful. I mean, we was trying to fuck, but we was, we was respectful. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, I hate when girls, you know, like, oh, I want a man with respectful. Yeah, I was respect. I was trying to fuck, but I was respectful. Please. Like, <laughs> like come on, man. Anyway. I miss the basketball courts. That's the nostalgic track. Let's go to number 14. Uh, currently, Nas is 13 for 14, by the way. I mean, 12 for 13. Number 14, and he's 13 for 14 because I'm going to go the first time. Um, this song, first time, man. Wow. Um, it's not much I can say about this track um, because this track, he's really in his bag talking about what it, what, what it's like to hear your first, what he wanted, what what the experience he wants for your first time ever hearing Nas. 
And I can honestly say that, like, I can remember the first time I heard Nas. First time I heard Nas was, um, it was about 97, I believe. And this is after, like, really heard Nas, though. Like, I've heard already, I've already heard If I Ruled the World. But I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't, at the time, I was nine years old, I didn't really equate If I Ruled the World with Nas. I just loved the girl. I didn't know who the girl was singing at the time. But I remember I was like, nah, she can, like, I remember, like, going to school. And we'll walk right up to the sun, hand in hand. Like, I was a big fan of the song. But, like, really digesting Nas, man. I was I was about nine, ten years old. I was I was at my cousin's house. My cousin Dindin was cutting my hair. Big Nas fan. And, I mean, when I say he a big Nas fan, like, his son name is Nasir. I say all that to say I was cut. Din was cutting my hair, and I distinctly remember him playing It Ain't Hard to Tell. And I remember, I was like, yo, who the fuck is this? And he was like, yo, that's that Nas, dog. And I remember it was a cassette. He heard it on cassette tape. You know, that 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 sample and that that shit was crazy. It ain't hard to tell. I ex- nigga, wow. Wow. And then right after that, he played, I don't, I, and I guess, you know, with a tape, you know, he rewound a couple of black, and then he played, he's like, yo, listen to this, and played halftime. And I was just like, yo, I didn't know nobody could rap like that. Like, I ain't no niggas rapped like that. That's what I said the first time I heard Nas. And he's and he's kind of doing the same thing on this track. And he wants people to hear, you know. Here we go. Come on, man. Did was it your big brother's like surprise? Dim was like a big brother to me. Or is, you know, he ain't dead. Like, yeah, Dim 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 was Dim was cool to me, man. It still is. You know? So, yeah, man. First time you heard Nas. Speaks for itself. Nas is 13 for 14. We got three more tracks. We got beef. Don't shoot until my last breath. Beef and don't shoot are really good tracks. Again, you're gonna get Nas talking in his bag, you know, teaching, you know, giving, you know, you know, you know what that's about. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, the last miss is number 17. So I'm not a big fan of, and it's a bonus track, but tell my last breath. I didn't really like the song too much. So if I have to be honest with you, I'm gonna give Nas 15 out of 17 for this album. 15 out of 17. So the question is, what are you shoot? What what is the percent? Hold on. Right now, Nas is shooting 88%. So right now, it's a B plus album, objectively speaking. 
It's a B-plus album just off tracks alone. But now the question is, what other things does it make it an A? It won't probably reach an A until 10 years later when it, when it stands the test of time. It's not having very big impact. And it's not moving the genre forward. He might, I don't know. But right this second, we can't say that other people are listening to this and saying, yo, you know what, I got to make that. But maybe we'll see. We'll see what other older rappers do. But objectively speaking right now, Nas is 15 for 17. And this album is headed into the range of being a classic. But I don't know if I don't think that right now I can call, like what I'm going to do is, if I'm being really honest, if we really want to have a conversation about this this four album run with, with, with Nas and Hip Boy, like, and let me, I'm just doing my research just so I, before I make this statement, I am, I know what I'm talking about, but there's 17, uh, plus nine, which is 26 plus another 15, which is, uh, uh, 31 and then King's disease one, which came out in 2020, got 13 tracks on it. So we're at 44 tracks. So since 2020, from 2020 to 2022, Nas and Hip Boy together have made four albums, 44 tracks. I can honestly say them guys is shooting like 38, 39 for 44. That's ridiculous. King's Disease and Magic should be sold as a box set. That's how important this run is. It should be sold separately as a box set. This should have a, like, in 10 years, King's Disease 1, 2, Magic, and King's Disease 3 should have a commercial where they like, hey, man, yo, man, yo, man, you remember that? Remember back in the day, Nas and Hip Boy was making albums? Yeah, man, we got this box set. Oh, my brother, you got to let me have that. Nah, my brother, you got to get your own. That's where that's, this is headed. That's where this is headed. Y'all know I'm a Nas fan, ladies and gentlemen, but also you know that I'm a fan of music. I'm sharing this because I'm, I'm giving this album a review because I love this album, and I'm going to be honest with you. Nas, King's Disease 3, has had me in a chokehold for the past three weeks. I have not listened to anything else since since King Disease came out. King's Disease 3 came out. I have not listened to anything else. The only other album that has given me that kind of chokehold this year was Ari Lennox, Age, Sex, Location, and I still play that. This album has me in the chokehold the same way Ari Lennox had me in the chokehold a couple of months ago. Same shit. This album is fire. I've picked this album up and I have not put this album back down just yet. This album is fire. That's it. I want y'all, don't forget this. December 4th, New York City. December uh, 8th, Rosemont, Illinois. That's Chicago. And December 20th, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for laughing. 
This podcast is over. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up, up, up. At participating McDonald's.